Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. Another Thursday, another hour to spend together as we rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. I'm Shay Elliott of the blog The Elliott Homestead, joined by Angela Reed of the blog Parisian Farm Girl. And we are two best friends, 2,000 miles apart. It's been one year and three weeks since we've seen each other. And (laughs) and we are so glad to be here with you today, homemakers all around the world. We gather every Monday and Thursday. We spend some time talking about whatever it is that we want to talk about and ultimately kind of just being in community and encouraging one another because homemaking is no small task and it's very important, I think. (laughs) That's yes, I had to stomp on the floor because people were being really loud. Oh, Apparently okay. The entire household is under my computer right now. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, homemaking. How are you want. doing today? Uh, good. <laughs> I'm excited okay. about the weekend. I'm excited yes. to just blow off a little steam and uh, implement some of those kitchen things we talked about on Monday. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been a long week and um, I'm mm-hmm. just waiting for the weather to break. Just really tired of milking in piles of liquid manure quite frankly yeah. oh yum <laughs> just just nothing you know, makes me want to drink milk more like, never get out you know you just gotta <laughs> to like ride it out until the spring winds come and it's just oh. starting to be gross yeah that's where yummy I'm yummy well today's gonna be a fun episode because we're going to be having a special guest on and we're gonna be kind of deep diving into being prepared for parenthood yeah. And that's kind of silly and maybe even an oxymoron in, in some mm-hmm. ways, which will be fun. It's going to be a fun one. Even if you're not a parent, I think knowing how to sort of just interact with kids, knowing where they're at, where parents are at, you know, a lot, most of us, even if we don't have kids, like we have friends who have kids. Mm-hmm. And I think just sort of even being able to pop into their mind for a little while to just put some understanding behind this entire thing, I think it's going to be really valuable. Yeah, I think it's going to shed um, light on motherhood. I mean, you might not have kids, but you chances are you know someone who does. And right. they need you. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So, so this is season 11 of Homemaker Chic Podcast. The theme is prepared, makes possible. We are really encouraging homemakers to do what they can to just be prepared for those wrenches that life throws for you. So like Monday, we talked about being prepared in the kitchen. What does that look like? We've talked about being prepared in the garden, what that looks like. So this is going to be a nice way to even flesh out this topic more. And we owe a thank you to American Blossom Linens for 
really making it possible that we're on here for season 11. So we want you to visit homemakerchicpodcast.com. You'll see their beautiful little logo, American Blossom Linens, and then there's a coupon code, homemakerchic20, which gets you 20% off of your beautiful sheet, towel, basket. They have all kinds of stuff for you to choose from over on their website. So make sure that you visit them. These are once in a lifetime purchase sheets. They are woven to last you as long as you would like to have them. And I am on year two or three of my sheets and they still look as good as they did when I got them. So genuinely super high quality sheets. So go visit them, AmericanBlossomLinens.com, coupon code HomemakerSheet20. And do some shopping. Make yourself a Mother's Day list. (laughs) Hello. Tell your husband, this is what I want. I want a sexy new fitted sheet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, have him read up on the quality. He'll be be thrilled. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Thank you to American Blossom Linens for sponsoring Homemaker Chic. We're very, very grateful for you. Okay, we're going to have some fun today. Okay. Chances are um, you know our guest. Chances okay. are you know her husband. So I think we should cue the wine music. Get in the mood. We're, we're going to dive right in. All righty. Uh, we would like to thank Dry Farm Wines for sponsoring this segment of the show. You know, this is uh, the wine that we drink. We encourage you to because... We want to stay healthy with our food. We want to stay healthy with our mindset as mothers and homemakers. We want to enjoy low alcohol, low sugar, beautifully done wines from around the world brought to us by Dry Farm Wines. So you can visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And if it is your first time making a purchase with them, uh, you will not be disappointed. You can choose three, six, nine, or 12 bottles, red, white, bubbly, rosé, Start stocking up for Mother's Day and all those baby showers and good things you have happening. You will get an extra bottle for a penny. Yes. Uh, so, Shay, um, we had yes. this bottle last night. Have you ever had this one? No. Can I? Can you see it? Yes. Like, it looks it's very like iridescent. It. Pretty. Yeah, it's really pretty. It's, there's no sticker. It's just like painted on. It's beautiful. This leaf fine. Uh, Rossi de Ball, I'm assuming. This is a 2020 Italian and this is um, from the Colli di, Colli di Salerno region in Italy. Um, this region is actually more known for tourism. This is where Pompeii is located. Okay. Which I don't know about you, but Pompeii is on my list of things I would yes. love to see. I'd love to see the pyramids. I would love to see Pompeii. But it's a very scenic region in Italy, and the vineyards are actually um, planted on the hillside of three mountain ranges, the Picentini, the Latari, and the Salento, which Mm. I love just the visual of the grapevines growing on the side of the mountain. yeah. Yes. I watched this amazing video (laughs) the other day about, it was northern Italy, like the the Dolomite mountain range. Okay. Steep cliffs and they were harvesting these olive trees that had been grown there for like 250 years uh-huh. and these cliffs were amazing and i don't know if you've ever seen how they harvest oil uh, olive olives they but they is with put nets, nets. And, yeah so they have okay. to spread nets over this cliff face then shake the trees and beat them with sticks and the olives <laughs> are just like like they're just rolling down this mountainside it's amazing 
So I imagine that harvesting grapes off of vines is going to be way easier yeah. than trying to harvest anything, all anything growing on this, you know, anything growing on a terrace or on a yeah. hill surface really like visually it intrigues me. Yeah. Um, I need to have my reading glasses when we do this wine section for crying out loud. <laughs> it's a blend of three different uh, grapes, um, Merlot, Barbera, and one that I can't read. <laughs> I can't read it. I need. My I can't glasses. pronounce them. You Holy can't read them. <laughs> yeah, right. We are like just such a such so, a pair. Um, visit, this region, um, though, they don't specifically grow just Italian grapes. So they they do even grow a Merlot and a Cabernet Sauvignon grape in this region, which pairs really well with the Barbera and the Primitivo grapes. I think that was really interesting. Um, mm. I didn't. Yeah. I guess the Pompeii, like near Pompeii, is not an area I would typically associate with mm-hmm. wine. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I've been drinking dry farms now for quite a few years. And my palate is to the point where I am almost 100% guessing right if it's a French red or an Italian red, which I know, or an Austrian red. So I can mm-hmm. tell those are primarily oh, yeah. the where the, a lot of the reds come from. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of different ones as well. But I always try, I always try and guess. Like I make Stuart open it and pour it, and then I try to guess. And I'm, I'm, have a pretty good batting average at this point. I'm really proud of myself. Cool. <laughs> I have so much still to learn. But yeah, visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Get your clean wines delivered to your doorstep or to your local liquor store. And that's it. We're going to deep dive in now with our guest, shall we? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So for those of you watching us on Patreon, perhaps you see a familiar face. If you're listening, perhaps you will hear a familiar voice. I'm very pleased to announce that Heidi Kalmus is with us today, and she has some great things to say. We're going to have a fantastic conversation about motherhood. You know, a lot of times on this show, we refer to being in the trenches with small Mm -hmm. children And perhaps you know Heidi from uh, her family's YouTube channel called Dude Dad. Mm -hmm. And what is the name of the show that is now on Magnolia? It's called Super Dad. Super Dad. So perhaps you've seen the show on Magnolia. So welcome, Heidi. We're so happy to have you here. Well, thank you Mm -hmm. for having me. Um, I follow um, both her husband and herself on Instagram. And a few weeks saw a post that Heidi did um, about the job of motherhood and falling into that role. And you know, our theme for this season is prepared makes possible. And we're all coming from, we're all coming to motherhood from a different place and at different times in our life. I was married 10 years before we finally had children. Mm -hmm. And I'm really anxious to pick her brain and have her flesh out this particular Mm -hmm. Instagram post a little bit more and get to know her better. So welcome Heidi Mm -hmm. to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, that was a that was a post that I didn't want to make. Okay. <laughs> so it was like I was living in denial of my life, you know, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, which for good or bad reasons, you know. But um yeah, that post. So I had been working in Los Angeles for 10 years doing anti-human trafficking work. And um, you know, when you talk about being prepared, it's so fun. As um, you know, we worked in the trenches of modern slavery in the United States. And when I talk to my friends, all who have exited, 
the, the work at this point and we're all kind of doing mom life right now. We were like, I feel like that work prepared us for this. Like, like sometimes motherhood is so crazy and there's so much going on that, you know, sometimes this feels harder to me than that, which is crazy. But anyways, so I'd been doing that work for like 10 years and, um, like didn't really know how I would, like when I was first pregnant with my first son, I remember being at work being like, I don't know how I'm going to do like a six to 12 week maternity leave. Like that's just, I feel like I'm going to get so bored, you know, cause mm-hmm. I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. And so, um, they were all like, okay, Heidi. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be so bored. I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to be coming in here for lunches with you guys and <laughs> be checking my emails, you know, just doing girlfriend life or whatever I thought it would look like. And, you know, he came out and I was like, I don't know what just happened to me, but I, I do not care what's going on over there. Like this is my life now. And I, I would just sit on the couch with him and just stare at him for hours. I don't know when I checked my email ever. And I went back after like, I think it was about 11 to 12 weeks and I did not know how to go back to work. It was crazy. So, um, but then, you know, I was in the working mom life and I just, I felt like all of, I felt like all of my heartstrings were everywhere. Like I knew that I wanted to go to work. I loved the work that I was doing. And when I was there, I was focused and, you know, I was leaving my babies to do this work. So I was taking full advantage of that time and, and saying, you know, like if I'm going to be away from them, I'm, I'm going to be away from them for a very good reason. So then, um, you know, I would leave them at daycare and for a whole year, my son would ball just ball. And I would drive away from daycare and I could see him in the rear view mirror with his hands on the window, red faced for a year. And then I would call Taylor and ball on the phone about how hard this was. And I remember in that time being like, yeah, I, I, I don't know how much longer I can do this. Like the heartstrings are in all the direct, all different directions. And I cannot find any harmonies in this. I, I don't know how to do this. And then, um, then all my dreams came true kind of, you know, we, um, we moved from LA to Colorado because we felt like being in LA was extremely difficult with small children. We were living, working and playing in three different areas, you know, and we were spending over two hours a day in the car. And I was like, this is not how life should be for small children. It's just right. not. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when we moved, I was like, you know, doing that move. And at the same time, his platform was building and he had uh, gone from like a hundred thousand followers to like a million and a half within like a couple of months. And that was insane. So all of a sudden we have this platform and now, you know, the youth that I was working with and all these things were starting to recognize me. And I was like, this is, this is getting to be a bit of a transference, counter transference issue. So I knew at that point, that life, the way that we knew it was probably going to be done. And I probably wouldn't be able to do direct services in the way that I was doing, not just because I wouldn't have time, but because it would be, it wouldn't be healthy for them or for me anymore, you know? So we get here and I like have this video of me in my office. I like always did, um, cause I didn't have time to write, but I always wanted to get my thoughts out to myself so I could listen back, you know, like journaling, but video journaling. And I have this video where I'm talking about like how I literally don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm leaving everything that I know and love 
to do this with Taylor because it's the best thing for our family, but ultimately it's, it's for his career. Right. And, um, and I didn't know how to do that. And I was like, I, I I don't know what I'm going to do with my time. I don't know how to be home. You know, even though this is what I've like thought about and wished I could do, I don't know how to do it. So anyways, the post was really, um, it was about me. Well, so we always talk about different ideas of things that we can talk about. And he was like, you should talk about being a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, I am not a stay-at-home mom. I'm not a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> like, I have 5,000 things to do. And he's like, why are you so triggered by that? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I think it's because there's such a stigma about moms that stay home. And um, like, and I don't know where that stigma comes from or why it exists. It's a stupid stigma. But like, I feel like everywhere people think we just don't do anything. And I'm like, well, that's so far from the truth. Like I am busier now than I was working a full-time job outside of the house. And there's zero separation from anything, you know, and I'm not complaining about it. It just is a different type of exhausting. And I feel like stay-at-home moms need to have more recognition for the things that they give up Mm -hmm. and all of the stuff that they do throughout the day to just make sure everyone else's life around them is running smoothly. And in the meantime, who's making sure her life is running smoothly? Nobody. Right. So, well, and it's so such a like, it's such a <laughs> shift too from being in the workforce where um, you get a nice pat on the head, or you get a well done, or you get a promotion, or there's a, <laughs> mm-hmm. a you know lunch with the girlfriends on Friday afternoon. You know, there's mm-hmm. little affirmations and hey, you're doing good, you're making progress, or here's how you impacted so and so. And as a mother, you're just sort of you know, you have to have just faith. You're just like, I'm, I'm doing your the breath. things, right? Like this is going to pay off, right? The, the clean socks and the meals and the pausing yeah, yep. to discipline and the, you know, like the, just that mm-hmm. constant pouring out, mm-hmm. you know, we yeah. live in this culture. We talk a lot about on the show that we live in this culture that really doesn't give any value to that. Yeah. And we, mm-hmm. we constantly need to encourage each other and remind each other, like every little thing that you're doing all day that just can seem so mundane, mm-hmm. there's so much value in that. It's really, you can't articulate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The thing that really got my like emotions about your post, Heidi, was at the <laughs> end where you're just like, yeah, it's kind of not the thing you're going to be prepared for. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, and, you know, we, so Angela and I both homestead. It's like, I got my dairy cow and she was in milk and she arrived at my doorstep and the lady was like, see ya. And I'm like, how do I milk a cow? I don't know how to milk a cow. And it was like, I get, you know, I guess I'll figure it out. Yeah. And, um, and that's kind of how motherhood is. And so I think your oldest is six, right? So he is. Mm -hmm. So my youngest is six now. And Mm -hmm. so we get emails all the time from people who are like, I'm in the trenches. Mm -hmm. I've got the babies and I'm doing the nursing and I'm up all night. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, and they're like, give us, give us advice. You know, we want to hear from you. And it's a little PTSD still for, I think for Angela and I both where we're like, Mm -hmm. no, thanks. We don't want to necessarily go back there. That's not Mm -hmm. like that's a hard place to be. It yeah. is. It, it is. is a, it's a hard place to be. It's so good. And it's life-changing in all yeah. the ways. But what I wish we could really drive home for women is like, you're never going to be ready. There's mm-hmm. never going to be the perfect time to have kids. You're never going to have all your ducks in a row. It's not mm-hmm. the perfect house. It's not the financial security. It's not the like, it's none of these things because mm-hmm. it's so 
much bigger than you think it can even ever be. (laughs) Yeah. And there's no way to prepare for that. No. And really just every day you're just figuring it out. And people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, I I don't know. You just do like you just, what's your option? What's the other option? Yeah. Like what's, what is the option? You just do it, you know? (laughs) So yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do think, um, I think that I working in trauma for so long, I saw on the other end, what happens when children aren't given the attention that they need or, you know, like I've studied all of the attachment disorders and I've seen like, you know, all these things that happen. So Mm -hmm. for me, it, it has been like maybe just a little easier. I've, hate to use that word or maybe it doesn't even sound right, but it maybe is a little easier for me to be like, I know how intentional and important this time is. And I mm-hmm. am 100% okay giving myself to that, mm-hmm. you know, cause I know it pays off. And if it's, if you, if you don't give the attention and time that it needs mm-hmm. results in other things, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, all of that. So one of the terms that you use on your, I saw it actually on a few of your posts was emotionally available. Oh yes. Yes. Being emotional. When I available. think about being mo- a mother, um, <laughs> particularly as the kids get older, you know, mm-hmm. when they're really young, you have to be physically available. Yeah. And I mean, obviously in being physically available, you're making yourself emotionally available to this child. But then mm-hmm. as they get older, you know, Angela's got teenagers. I've got yeah. like some little preteen stuff going on here. <laughs> and it's like the emotional, when I saw those, I actually Like I only saw those words. It was like everything else went blurry. And I'm just like, this is it. That's this. This is what it looks like now at this stage of parenting. And Mm -hmm. like we should, I mean, if I can think about being prepared in any way, being emotionally available Mm -hmm. for your children is probably one of the broadest, greatest things I could think of. Yeah. But, you know, and I think about, um, I mean, I, I always had, I've ha- I have a great relationship with my mom and, you know, I am extremely grateful for all the things that my parents have done for me. And I feel like they grew up in a generation that they didn't talk about things and it wasn't, you know, I remember I would come home and I would talk about a horrible day that I had and they'd be like, Oh, just ignore it, <laughs> you know, or just like, or like getting bullied at school. And they'd be like, ah, don't worry about it. You know, but like, Sticks and stones, sticks and stones. But I'm like, but as a sixth grader, you know, going through puberty or whatever I was going through, struggling Mm -hmm. with acne, like I didn't, I had zero clue how to just go to school and not think about that, you know? And so I think that's what I mean by being emotionally available is being able to like recognize how your child is feeling and being able to learn how to walk them through that instead of just like deflecting, like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it when you're older, it doesn't matter anyways, you know, cause it definitely does matter, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, think of all the issues that we have relationally today or like, I don't know, our suicide rates and our mental health rates, you know, like I think all of that comes from us, you know, really not knowing what to do with our emotions. And mm-hmm. we're in a, a new time right now where people are learning how to teach parents, how to engage emotionally with their kids so that these, these big feelings don't become big issues, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, we talk on this show about as mothers guarding our hearts so that we can be emotionally available. Um, mm-hmm. often because Jay and I are both on social media and you are too. Like, mm-hmm. 
making sure that when we're exposing ourselves to social media or scrolling or whatever it is that we do, that we're in the best place we can be, that we're not coming out out of a place of insecurity or envy. You know, for us, Shane are both really creative. So we want to use use scrolling or whatever for for inspiration. But a lot of times, you know, we just live like in this age of just like so much availability, so much information, so much Mm -hmm. media, so much of everything. And it's really easy with kids. If you're, you know, having too much screen time or being so exposed to too many things, they come to you and you're like, what? You know, you're taking taking too much in, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, we've talked about, um, you know, all the things that you see during the day, like a, a little baby learning that's getting a hearing aid and can hear for the first time. You know, you <laughs> that one always gets me. Yeah, right. You watching it. everyone. <laughs> you're watching it and you're sobbing, you know, and then you see your Uncle Harry's political post and then you're raging and like yeah. just this like woo, 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 all day. And or you see to- something about the war in Ukraine and you're like, wait, yeah, yeah we're in a right? war. I'm complaining yeah. about lunch, you know, you know, yeah, like just this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you're supposed to parent. You're supposed to be emotionally available when you've we what did we call it a few weeks ago? Shay, our marbles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. your marbles. marbles. I do what remember you guys talking about the marbles. <laughs> yeah, like you've spent all your marbles. You got yeah, you left. only get so many, man. Yeah. You got to be careful. And mm-hmm. you know, um, my husband always says when I start to feel that guilt of whatever, and I don't know if you went through this when you left your work, but mm-hmm. he always reminds me that every need is not a calling. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of needs in the world. And mm-hmm. you single-handedly, mom, <laughs> are not going to meet them all. You no. can't do that. And it's not your calling to do that. Yeah. But once you bear a child, <laughs> you actually don't get a choice. Yeah, <laughs> that, that actually is your, calling. is your calling. And my friend Travis put it like this to me years ago when I was in the trenches and I was weary. Every mom has been there where you're just like, it's one of those days. And so him and his wife, Mindy invited us over and he's like, just sit on the couch. We're just going to cook for you. And we're just going to try and fill your cup a little bit. And what he said to Stuart, it was so nice. I still remember it. It was so nice. Um, what he said to Stuart and I was like, you need to make sure that you're doing the things that only you can do. That's your priority. And I think for the parents, like no one else can be a mom to my children. Yeah. I mean, people can fill their certain roles, you know, and plenty of people do, whether that's through daycare or teachers or, you know, a grandma who watches them or Mm -hmm. whatever that may be, but like that they're not their mom. Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful for me in terms of setting priorities in my mind of like, no one else can be my husband's wife. Yeah. That's no one. No one else can be my children's mom. And like, no one else can be my parents' daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. And to me, that sort of helps to set the framework of what should we be prioritizing? Yeah. I mean, family, family first. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, like right now with social media, there's, again, you have exposure to so many things all day long and you're scrolling and it's sort of like, um, I also feel like there's this other piece in culture where your attention is divided amongst every issue. Right. And you're you're basically made to feel bad right. if you don't know what's happening in a, in somewhere or you don't know how the proper response or you, 
you know, or it's not something that you are financially giving to or whatever. Like every day I see things or, you know, and I, I don't know about you guys, but we get emails and messages every day of people asking us if we can donate to their cause. And I'm like, I don't know how to separate this. Like, I don't know how to say yes to some and no to others. And I don't want, if I do say no, I don't want you to think that's a personal thing, you know, and you're, you're basically meant to, to made, made to feel bad if you, you know, choose one thing to focus on and and do it really well, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I think that, I think someone Mm -hmm. had talked about it at one point, like in the beginning of humanity, we all had tribes and like we took care of our tribe and we were never meant to know what was going on in this global scale. We will, we were separated, you know, not to like, um, promote separation, but to promote like, Hey, it's okay to find your people and -hmm. it's okay to take really good care of your people, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not that you are ignorant or arrogant or placing yourself above or below someone else. It's just that, you know, like we all have to find who that is. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And right now it's my family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's true. Whether, you know, we talk, we have a lot of homemakers who listen to this show who don't have children. Yeah. And it's still so relevant to them because Mm -hmm. even if it's not your children, maybe it's your elderly parents, Mm -hmm. maybe it's your sister, maybe it's, you know, people in your community who have certain needs, like, yeah. And those are the people. And I think living in this digital world, I don't even know how, like, I don't even know how we're here or why we're here. Why? Like, I don't know why I chose this job. It doesn't make any sense. Right. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense to me, but I look at my community and I think a lot of older people do this. When you, when you start out on the world, you're just hungry for it all. And you want this global scale of things. And then you see a lot of people in their retirement years sort of turn their attention back to their community. And all of a sudden they're like on the chamber of commerce and they're like doing, right. you know, they're organizing the board. events yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're mm-hmm. turning their attention back to the, the people, the tangible people mm-hmm. who are kind of with our, within arm's reach. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of value to what, to what you're saying and to that idea of all this stuff can be going on. Mm-hmm. And is that a need? Mm-hmm. for yeah. me, you know, and yeah. is it worth me taking my energy away from whatever that may be? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's so different for every situation, you know, like it's so, um, like I appreciate being able to be involved and aware and all these things. And, you know, like at this point in, our journey, like some of it is just being like, I'm, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I appreciate that you thought of us for sharing that. And, you know, I can donate financially at at this point, or, you know, I, a lot of people want us to build them backyard built, like, uh, I, you know, or make plans for them. And we're like, we, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I the can only imagine yeah. <laughs> for us. I can't imagine what they are for you guys. <laughs> yes. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I will forever be grateful for people sharing their story though. And for mm-hmm. thinking of us like that. I am so glad that people want to do that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and want to be a good steward of that. 
and also a good steward of just my own responsibilities and what I am capable or not capable of doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think how you and your husband responded to being prepared for parenting was different? I don't know because, um, like we just waited, we waited for a while and, you know, we knew, I mean, some of it was, we were living in LA, we had zero dollars and I was working nonprofit. He was trying to, you know, make money creatively and whatever that looked like. So sometimes it was, you know, building sets and other times it was, you know, working whatever he was doing. I mean, I think we listed out one time on a resume, he's had like 35 jobs, (laughs) Because of just, you know, everything's creative and he was starting this business and that business Mm -hmm. and whatever. Anyways, Mm -hmm. so we knew we would not be in a financial place to be able to have kids for a while. And we also knew we weren't in a mental place for it yet. Like we were like, we can't, we're not thinking about, you know, how to bring a, do a baby with this right now. Like we're Mm -hmm. just trying to get up, get ahead right now in our own careers and experience life a little bit before, you know, we can't do that anymore. So, um, so I feel in that way we were prepared as in like, there, we didn't feel like we missed out on anything mm-hmm. when we got pregnant. You know, it wasn't like, a, oh, shoot, how are we going to do this? It was just mm-hmm. like, yay, the next adventure is here, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah. And I feel like at that point, again, I, I had worked through issues in me or, you know, whatever insecurities I had. And again, you're never going to be fully prepared, but I'm just glad I was a little older and could see things a little differently before I was like, let me project all my issues on my child, you know? <laughs> right. so, self-awareness, a little self-awareness. Self-awareness, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Homemaker Chic listeners, you've heard us talk about it, but now is the time to take the next step in your grocery shopping, real food pantry stocking journey by doing your monthly shopping with Azure Standard. Right now, we want you to visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic and get shopping. Azure Standard is a family-owned, organ-based whole food grocer that delivers all around the United States each month. They'll connect you with a local drop-off point in your area, and then the fun really starts. That's right, Shay. So visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic. Build a cart full of the products that you need to run your home and kitchen. From cleaning products to plant starts to spices to dried goods, fresh produce to baking supplies and everything in between. This is how we stock our refrigerators and pantries each month. Azure has exceptional offerings at a fraction of the cost of your local specialty markets or health food stores. Visit bit.ly forward slash Azure Chic right now and bring the fun back into your kitchen and pantry. For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. 
The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Tubes & Co. Organics believes that skincare products should nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Consider having a beautiful routine as nature intended with no synthetic chemicals, no GMOs, toxins, or artificial fragrances. Can you imagine that? Taking care of your skin and applying your favorite makeup products knowing that what you are using is safe and beautiful from the inside out. Tubes & Co. believes that skincare products should nourish the skin without adding hormone-disrupting chemicals, and they go above and beyond to source organic products made in the USA. Visit tubesandco.com. That's tubes like soups. Tubesandco.com and use the coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Does your skin need some extra help after this long winter? May I personally suggest the Sea Buckthorn Oil and Frankincense Tallow Balm, two of my favorites. It's not good enough for you until it's good enough for Emily's own family. So visit tubesandco.com and use the Homemaker Chic coupon code CHIC10 for 10% off. Do you think he, um, you know, you said you found yourself just sitting on the couch staring at this person. Do you think he was as stunned? um, Taylor? Yeah, Taylor with his reaction to becoming a dad. Yeah. I mean, I don't think either one of us knew what we would be like as a parent. Like, how will you ever know how you are as a parent? But like, it's been super fun watching him be a dad. And I think, um, you know, like, I I don't think he realized being a father would catapult him into a career, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, so yeah, I think, I don't know if it's as stunning as it is for a mom. Cause I, I mean, the role between both roles are super important, but like a mom takes on all of that emotional piece of the family. That's, that's what they do. They manage so many emotions of everybody and he manages a lot of other things that I will never understand, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I feel like I just really realized the weight of this is a human being that I brought into the world right now. I did that. You know, like, you know, the gravity, Mm -hmm. the gravity of it is it's really easy to just go through the weeks and go through the days and and the mendacity. You know, we just did a show about being prepared in the kitchen and three meals a day and clean laundry Mm -hmm. and (laughs) bottles and nursing and nap times and and sleep training. And, you know, oh, we're out of diapers, you know, Mm -hmm. and remember, I get those delivered to me. (laughs) Auto ship. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's really. um. It's really easy to get really caught up and focus on that and and remember like you're actually shaping someone's life at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what a huge weight. But mm-hmm. yeah, the gravity is really profound. And I think a lot of us move so fast throughout our week that we um don't maybe even carve out enough time for contemplation and yeah. keep that, mm-hmm. you know, in the foreground instead of like in the background. Oh yeah, your response matters. Your snippy attitude or your martyrdom or you know like keep that <laughs> yeah center you know right center. i don't like, know what you're talking about Andrew. i don't either yeah. <laughs> you're the only one who does that <laughs> the only one you know i was just thinking i mean angela and i seems like we have a very similar story to what y'all's was where you go through this season of just 
how are we even going to make it? Mm -hmm. What are we, do we even deserve to like be adults? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I have matching stories of vehicles duct taped together and. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. And unlike you, like we, we, we didn't, our method didn't fail us. We failed our method. So we got pregnant (laughs) very quickly, you know, and we were not ready. We had no resources. We had no careers. We had no money. We had, we didn't have any of these things prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very grateful to be married to an old, mature, wise soul because he <laughs> certainly had the emotional piece in place. Yeah, definitely before Good. I did for yeah. sure. But it just kind of makes me think people who are listening to this right now, who are in that stage, mm-hmm. you know, the stage where you're like, what is even going on? How are we going to do this? And maybe they're pregnant or maybe they just want to be pregnant, but it's not a good time because of mm-hmm. any number of circumstantial situations. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me think that in and of itself, like them experiencing that just like it was for us is actually preparation mm-hmm. for the next stage. Yeah. You're just, you're mentally preparing yourself and thinking about like, even thinking about it at all is preparing, you know, if you're not worried about it at all, you're not thinking about it at all. Like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. You know, Somebody like, told me one time, if you're at questioning, like, Oh, am I even a good mom? Like, am I totally failing them? You're way better than most. Yeah. Because you're self-aware Think enough to be yeah. like, yeah, there's some holes that I need yeah. to work on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I have one of my best friends is always like, so she listens to like Ted talks every day. So mm-hmm. it's really funny. Like every day it's so one of them listens to Ted talks and my other best friend listens to the wellness mama podcast. Mm-hmm. And so in every conversation, somebody like I was listening to this Ted talk and we'll be like, of course you were. Of course mm-hmm. you were. The other one's like, well, I, on the wellness mama podcast the other day, I'm like, of course, yep. you know, <laughs> we just laugh about it. It's funny. But anyways, she listens to a bunch of Ted talks and she was saying, you know, one of the Ted talks that she listened to was saying that it was like, if you can even get 50% right as a parent, like just 50%, your, your child has mm-hmm. a much greater chance of being stable than just 50%, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I can one out of two interactions. I don't know. I can it make seems it. pretty high. <laughs> it seems high. <laughs> I had, um, I had a friend once who came from a really, really broken situation. Um, and she used to come over, Joel worked nights and she would come over to encourage me and to just be there at dinner time. And, uh, it's just really challenging because I had five under, (laughs) it felt like five under five. It wasn't, but I don't know, five under nine, five under 10. And I was just, really struggling getting dinner on the table, just emotional and spent and, you know, flying solo till one in the morning. And she said, you just, just so you know, like just the fact that you're intentionally putting food on the table and sitting down with them and that when he's home, you're all sitting down together. She's like, from someone in my coming from where I'm coming from, Mm -hmm. you can't understand what that will do, but I understand. And you just need to know. And trust me, this is, mm-hmm. this matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meal times matter. Um, one thing that we have going, I think it's one of the best things that we have going right. You know, they always talk about having a good routine at night. Well, um, so one of our non-negotiable routines at night is when our kids were like, when our first two were super little, like Theo had to have only been like two and Juniper probably wasn't even a year or whatever yet. Um, we played hide and seek 
and and hide and seek became tickle monster and that was the thing that they did that taylor did with them every single night and we have never missed a night (laughs) and it does not matter what their behaviors were like during the day who's tired who's not tired what's going on tickle monster or hide and seek has to happen and if it doesn't bedtime doesn't happen so i feel like that i just hope that it stays forever and someday when we have grandkids time, you know? So, but like the other night, so, uh, all of the kids in our cul-de-sac have been coming over to our house lately. It started about probably about a month ago. I don't know what started it, but they all come over <laughs> here. The house, the, the house. chosen one, the, all of them. So like at <laughs> any given time, there'll be like four, five, six kids here at once, you know, running mm-hmm. around. And so we're kind of just getting used to that. That's, that's life here. Yeah. But the other day, you know, we were getting ready to say goodbye to everybody because, you know, it was time to move along. And um, Theo was like, no, you guys have to play Tickle Monster with my dad. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh, what are you going to do when they go home and tell their parents that they play Tickle Monster with right. dude, dad? <laughs> like, you don't make guy on TV. <laughs> Yeah, right. He was tickling so, me. Like, yeah, no. So, right. so he was no, like, no tickling. He right. like found a, he found like a, a pool noodle and he right. was chasing him outside with go. a pool noodle. There you go. Running around and <laughs> well so played, it Taylor. Works, but yeah, well, well played. played. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it worked out, but yeah, I do feel like there's, there's those things that very impactful things that mean, you know, little to you or you just do it one night and it becomes this thing that, Literally, it was just one night. We're like, oh, let's just play hide and seek. We need to wear them out. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a family staple. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I you do know? this thing with my kids. I'm the crazy lady. And I only do it about once every six weeks. Now you're making me feel bad because I like put on like a white play mask and I put like my clothes on backwards and I act like this crazy loon. Nice. I raided my closet and she tries to like make out with my kids. I just like smother them with kisses and <laughs> chase them around their rooms and dance. I dance like a lunatic for them. And then I leave and go wash my face and they come back and they say, mom, the crazy lady was here and she was trying to kiss us. And I act all jealous. And now you're making me feel bad. Like I should should do that more. It makes (laughs) a big routine every night though. Yeah. Yeah, Right. right. So, so what you're saying is you're going to go home and do that tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Hitting with a pool noodle sounds easier. They would love that. (laughs) They would love it. Yeah. Heidi, if you could like, if you could go back I know you're kind of still in the trenches. You still got like young ones, but mm-hmm. if you could go back and give yourself any advice to be prepared for motherhood, what do you think it would be? I think, um, oh gosh, to be prepared for motherhood because how do you <laughs> prepare for motherhood? Um, I mean, I think it would be just to like, not, not sweat the tiny little things like I know it is about the little things during the day, but at the same time, like in the over, over all in the grand scheme at the end of the day, like, did you love the best that you could? If you did, then that's it. But if you can look at your day and you can be like, I did not love the best I could today, then, you know, work on that piece, you know, mm-hmm. or Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think that's just what it comes down to because I think I put so much pressure to like have a clean home and like, like all the outward things about mm-hmm. how I thought other moms would judge me. And I mean, mom shaming is a very real thing, but I have kind of gotten over it. <laughs> no, today 
I love my kids well. You know, like we had some arguments, we had some fights or and thing, lots of things didn't go the way I wanted them to or the way they wanted them to. But yeah. like at the end of the day, we loved well and we finished it well. And that's all that matters today. Mm-hmm. I watched this clip of Jordan Peterson a few weeks ago. It's just sort of making the rounds and it's him saying, you know, if you can nail your like really cinch in like your responses, like how you greet your spouse when they walk in the door, how you react to mm-hmm. those little hiccups during the day. Like if you can get like those few things just down, mm-hmm. just you're just leaps and bounds mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That's what matters. Those responses, learning to have self-control and greet yeah. someone with kindness and love. And he's like, that's what we think all these other things matter. And those are where you make your strides, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been working on like saying the words, like saying the things out loud. Um, even, even to my friends, you know, I'm like, I don't want to sound like super cliche right now, but I love you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful you're in my life. And I, I have not shied away. I think in these last years, especially when we moved to Fort Collins and we, our best friends from LA came with us and we had some friends here that have become some of our closest friends. I'm like, I'm not going to hold back from telling you guys how I feel about you. And when I'm grateful for you, or just even telling you what's going on with me, you know, Mm -hmm. because, um, I feel like so often we just don't say the words out loud and that's what Mm -hmm. that, you know, exactly Mm -hmm. what that clip is talking about. It's just like, how do you greet your friends? Like, how do you say goodbye to them? Like, how do you say goodnight to your kids? How do you end your day and start your day and interact and the relationships are the most important to you. So, Mm -hmm. and how often do we not even just use words with our kids? Like I have, my oldest is 11 and a half and she's Mm -hmm. very aware now. Like the things you can kind of get away with when they're Mm -hmm. young, you can't get away with when they're like, they all, they actually know how to call you on stuff. It's really uncomfortable. (laughs) And I've actually had to get in the habit of saying, you know what? I'm actually really upset about such and such that happened, I need a few minutes to cool down Mm -hmm. instead of just reacting and letting Mm -hmm. everyone feel where Mm -hmm. mom is at, Mm -hmm. just using my words well to say, Mm -hmm. I'm not upset with you, or maybe Mm -hmm. I am, and we need to talk about that, but Mm -hmm. I'm not upset with you. I'm really overwhelmed right now. So if you could just give me five minutes of quiet time so I can sort out what's next, that would be really helpful. Yeah. And how great is that to teach them right now that like, That like, I'm, this is what I look like when I'm overwhelmed, <laughs> yeah. this, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and we're human. And that's the thing is like, they're going to be human. And my pastor mm-hmm. gave me advice years ago. He's like, if you think that you're going to just raise this magical child who like, doesn't have any problems and you know, you're fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. The very best thing that you can do as a Christian parent is to te- show your kid what it looks like to, to recognize sin and repent. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. show them how to ask for forgiveness, show to how, show them how to say sorry to a friend when they've hurt their feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, show them how to be humble, show them how to communicate their feelings because they're going to experience them. Mm -hmm. They're going to feel all the things that you feel. They are a whole Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. and you're not going to bandaid over that. They have to learn how to deal with them. Mm -hmm. And that was great advice to me to be like, I don't have to be a perfect parent. I'm not by a long shot and I don't have to be. What I can be is somebody who shows them, here's what it looks like. You know, I was wrong when I said that to you. I said it out of anger. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry that I hurt your feelings. Will you please forgive me? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. if I can teach them how to do that, that will set them up for a future where they 
know how to interact with people, know how Mm -hmm. to use their words, know how to communicate. Mm -hmm. So I think setting your trajectory, like what's the goal here? What are we Mm -hmm. even trying to do as Mm -hmm. parents? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So speaking of um, being able to say what you need, my four-year-old tells us when she needs space, (laughs) she'll be like, "Uh, mommy, I need space right now. (laughs) <laughs> like good for you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Same. <laughs> I try and get my kids to when they're when they're just sort of yay, a little scratchy. Yeah. I always yeah. say, okay, why don't you go take a shower? Yeah. And then we'll talk about it. Go go wash your hair, brush right. your teeth, put fresh clothes on. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it. Fresh clothes. It's basically the same thing. Like go mm-hmm. go take 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, use some yeah. good smell and shampoo. Chill yeah. out. Then we'll talk. <laughs> and so yeah. good for us to remember. Like maybe you should get out of your yoga pants and wash your hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll feel maybe a little feel better. Maybe go pee. Yeah. You've been holding it. You've, You've been, been holding, holding your it urine for morning. two hours. You made yeah, breakfast. just go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Theo and I got in this argument not too long ago. <laughs> and it was, I mean, I, I, I hate arguing. Like how do you argue with your child? But we were just both done. We were both yeah. going at it. And I was like, all right, both of us need a timeout. And he was like, wait, you have to have a timeout too. And I was like, heck yeah, I need a timeout. I need a timeout right now. And I was like, both of us are going to go find something that we can do for a little bit to help us calm down so that we can go and talk about this later. Cause you we're not getting anywhere right now. And, and he like, was just like, wait, mommy, you take timeouts. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, listen, I'm going upstairs to take a bath. What are you doing? And he was like, I'm going to go around down and run around in circles downstairs. And mm-hmm. I was like, cool. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> like, Be back in 20. Right. <laughs> it was really funny. It's true. Well, I mean, yeah. Communicating needs is really helpful. Yeah. It's helpful for our spouses. I mean, I think after you've been married a while, it's not that difficult for spouses to be able to read, you know, what mm-hmm. they need. But like Stu will often tell me to go take a lap, which just mm-hmm. basically means like go outside breathe some fresh air, go look at the flowers, mm-hmm. check on the chickens, like go take a lap. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> then we can, then you can come interact with humans again. Yes. Uh, Joel's yep. approach isn't as uh, Joel's approach is lighten up Francis. That goes, goes over like a ton. <laughs> oh no. Lighten up. Not the same, Joel. It's not quite the same. Joel, what you're supposed to say is I'll wash the dishes. Yeah. You go take a bath. <laughs> he does. Thankfully. <laughs> Thankfully, does uh, yes. does Taylor, you know, while while you're in the trenches with such, you know, three small, three children, six and under, does he bring levity to your day at the end of the day or? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Taylor's doing 5,000 things all the time, right? Yeah. So a lot of times he just, because he doesn't, he doesn't know what time it is. Like, it'll be like six o'clock and I'll be like, hello, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. can you come upstairs now? And he'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so um. And it's not on purpose, but I mean, I, I do know I am extremely, extremely grateful because anytime that I might say, Hey, can you do this quick? Or, Hey, can you, can you just hang out with Otto for a second? I got to go do this. He's never once said, I can't do that right now ever. Mm-hmm. Or like, um, you know, bedtime is a dual thing. I, I will nurse Otto and then he gets the kids ready for bed. And then we switch because I, I can't, I can't listen to auto cry. I, mm-hmm. I cannot, I, can't, I just can't do it. 
So he goes and he sits with him and gets him in his, gets him down. And I put the other kids down. And nice. so we just, we just trade. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a really good, um, partnership. I feel mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. um, and I know that like not every woman gets to say that about their husband, but like right. he's extremely, extremely involved and like doesn't miss a beat. Like I could, I could be like, Hey, I'm going out tonight with the girls and be like, cool. See ya. You know, he's never, he's never been like, uh, not tonight or, mm-hmm. you know, or I can leave for a weekend. He's totally gone. And it'll be like, well, who's, who's with the kids? I'm like, their, their dad, their dad's <laughs> yeah. with the kids, you know, he's fine. <laughs> but, you know, right. so, I, once I, in high school, I remember, um, somebody was talking to my boss and she said something about her husband babysitting. The other employee was saying, oh, my husband's babysitting the kids. And my boss went, excuse me, <laughs> husbands, dads do not babysit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, honestly. yeah. Where did that and, come from? I don't know. I think <laughs> it's just, nonsense. you know, all the, the crazy stereotypes from all the stupid like cartoons from back in the day of like mm-hmm. dads just being completely uninvolved, which is like a huge thing of Taylor's entire page is about like how mm-hmm. dads aren't useless and they like <laughs> are right. an equal 100% part of the equation. Yeah. You know? You know, so, we talk about mom uh-huh. shaming. I'm watching this show right now and the male shaming is, oh. I had to stop watching it. I got so angry. I'm like, you know what? There's crappy men. There's also crappy women. Mm-hmm. There's also amazing men who mm-hmm. have laid down their life for their family, mm-hmm. who are servant leaders mm-hmm. and pretty badass. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe shut mm-hmm. up about it. Yeah. I know it's, it's so played out. You're like, really? Is this <laughs> still so a form out. of entertainment? Yeah. yeah. Like, can the, you find a new joke? Dumb dad. That was yeah. a commercial in the 80s, like when yes. I was growing up, you know? Do you see my cat? Let uh, me tell you what yes. he's doing. Yes, <laughs> I see that. He is he is drinking water out of the fishbowl. Yeah. This is his thing now. He's like, uh, I have water on the ground. I don't care. I need this yeah. fish water. And every day I'm like, he's going to dump that fishbowl over. And he never does. Yeah. It's flavored Insane. fish water. So you guys have had a year change, obviously, with the Magnolia show. How is this? How is this changing the the family dynamic? How are you the guys Magnolia adjusting? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, the show's the show's been great. The show has has been a lot of fun. Um, but I would even say that you know he Taylor got a following and got big before his TV show. Um, so we actually we before he had even aired a show, he was up to like three million, almost four million followers on his own. Um, and so like we, we still, I don't, I don't know how the ratings for the show are actually going, but Mm -hmm. I do know that we give up our summers and we do, we film Mm -hmm. and, um, and that's been crazy, but we've met some of the most amazing people. We've met amazing dads on the Mm -hmm. show. And then just like the people of the network have been awesome. A couple of weeks ago, we were at spring at the silos and it was the first time that we got to meet with all of the other storytellers from the network. And it, it was, first of all, it was just amazing period because how can you go to the silos and it not be amazing? But second, like these are just people that were living life and then they made a show out of what they do. So it wasn't like they were looking for fame. It wasn't like they were like trying to put a TV show together. It was, they do this and someone noticed it and they made a TV show out of it. And so they're just like these really passionate, go get it people mm-hmm. who just are like, you know, everyday people. Right. 
And so we're all hanging out doing our thing. And it's the first time that we're all meeting in person. So it's not like you can just like have a, Hey, how are you? How are you doing conversation? It was like, let me tell you my life story and like all these ideas I got. And so like first night we're there, it's in Texas. It's supposed to be warm. It wasn't. So they like put a tent over the outdoor, um, like mm-hmm. night evening we were supposed to have. And so this tent is up, there's like fans blowing heat in and there's music going and everybody's screaming to talk to each other. I completely lose my voice and have the best time ever. So like then on that Sunday, like everyone's exhausted, but they gave us all like black, uh, what do you call those cars? Taylor's watching me now. Um, <laughs> It gives you all the they, Lincoln Navigator. <laughs> anyways, mm. anyways, they they like give us the black service cars to drive back. So each each family gets these, and all of us were like, "Can we all just get on a bus and go back to Dallas together to get on flights? Like, we just want to hang out, you know?" Which was so fun, and I think that's like the heart of the network is just people well. just living life, like wanting wanting to be with people, and just you know. So, um, so like logging into the network, if 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 you haven't been on that work and seen any of the shows, just, I urge you to go watch some or tune in. There's something on there for everybody. Um, there's like, I mean, mm-hmm. we, we just met some of the most amazing people. So watching mm-hmm. those shows, we know them and mm-hmm. we know their story, you know, mm-hmm. so it's How fun. special. Well, yeah, I've been watching your YouTube network. channel forever. Like That's I so swear, funny. since you had about 60,000 followers. <laughs> it's amazing I'm alive right now because the Valentine's Day hot tub one almost killed me. <laughs> I thought was so good. I was when she laughs, she laughs hard. I laugh hard. I thought I was going to die. I mean the pregnancy oh imitations, you know, I love all of those. I love the wig. Yeah. But you know, the coffee the creamer in the target aisle. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. the hot tub one almost killed me. Yeah. I mean, so that w- that was birthed a few years ago. It was like um he like was doing small branded deals before he was anything, right? Mm-hmm. And they wanted him to do this character called Legend Daddy. And so he created this Legend Daddy character, but he can't use the the name Legend Daddy because that belongs to them. Okay. But he was like, but the character is so freaking good. So, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure he will show up again, but yes, that was a very, that's, it's I love so, it. it just makes, it makes, it was makes so, me the same. yeah, it was our, so our theme last season was just like, let's remember yeah. how to have fun after two years of just garbage. Like, let's right. just remember how to have fun. And you guys do that so well, you Taylor know, it does that well. <laughs> I know it's not all fun in games. Like, you yeah. know, and, filming and is hard. <laughs> filming is hard. And I, you know, we get messages from people all the time. Like, oh, your life is so perfect. I'm like, please, you're not an idiot. You yeah. know that mm-hmm. nobody's life is perfect. Right? You know yeah. this to be true. Yeah. So like, you know, we, I see the, everything with the eyes of reality, especially mm-hmm. for content producers. Cause we mm-hmm. produce content and I know mm-hmm. what it takes. And you're like, don't touch that food. I yeah. have to photograph <laughs> it. And then it's right. cold by the time your family eats it. And like, yeah. you know. I know that that's the truth of it all. So the fact mm-hmm. that you guys are still like laughing and smiling after all these years, the fact that mm-hmm. you're like pouring out all this love onto your baby is like, mm-hmm. it's just so refreshing. Oh, so good. That's a good yeah, thing. I'm glad. I'm glad so. it translates that way. Cause yeah. I mean, it feels that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you for joining us, Heidi. We really appreciate it. And I'm yeah. sure that it's going to be an encouragement to moms or wannabe moms or even grandmas. Like, just mm-hmm. love your people. 
love your people so well and do it really well. And if you don't get some self-awareness and figure it out, (laughs) right? (laughs) Quick, quick like. (laughs) I love it. All right, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. You're on Monday with a new episode. In the meanwhile, visit homemakerschicpodcast.com. All the advertisers, coupon codes, links to episodes, all you need are there. Oh, Heidi, we'll quick, tell us here. how everybody can watch yes. everything and stay in touch with you guys. Okay, Instagram so you can find us. everything. Yeah. Um, Instagram is just, uh, the handle is at Dad. Um, on Facebook, you can just search Dad, um, And YouTube, I think the channel is just called Dad as well. So just search Dad anywhere <laughs> and you can find it. Easy to remember. <laughs> yeah. Dad. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Love right. it. All right. We'll see you guys back here on Thanks, Monday. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Ha, <laughs> ha,